so much for this he for she. He for she contribution. He for she. And now I am the contribution for she for he. So I am glad that we are, we are starting hindering quality from this idea, from this idea of, of dialogue and not from, from ideological confrontation. Because it's that, and we are going to, to I go, go through, through that, what means that, what means gender equality as an ideology. And uh, we, are going, we are facing what means confrontation all the time and hate. And to be able to talk about controversial aspect of what means equality, what means the nature of women and men in the world, just to do that, we are, we are contributing with our dialogue and our goodwill. No? SDG 5, uh, Sustainable Development Goal in Gender Equality, force us, push, is pushing us to, to take gender equality as global. And it's good in terms of ambitions. It's good as in a global ambition that we all get into a fair ground. But a fair ground is different from what means gender equality. Because gender equality means exactly the same. And I reject the idea of exactly the same. I like to talk about what means a fair ground of opportunities. But I like to see gender as diversity, gender diversity, and how it fits in our this complex and controversial world. And for that, in times of war, we need to take into account three aspects that are absolutely fundamental. That is citizens' choices. In this case, what is women's choices? Second, what is our cultural patrimony? We, we, when we say that we are going global, doesn't mean we have to lose our cultural identity. It's just that we have to merge with others without losing it. And third, very much alike what we are, we, we are living in, in times of war, that is defending national sovereignty. And I will also invite you all to defend what means sovereignty in terms of gender equality because it's adapted to each country and each needs. Let's go to the countries. What, what means to be a high rate on, on gender equality, overall rate, and what is a least uh, rate on gender equality? You know, the higher always the Nordic countries, Finland, Sweden, and also we had Switzerland, and we have um, Rwanda and Lithuania, and many more. They're over 80% overall rate. And then we have the least countries. Syria, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Chad, Saudi Arabia, from 44% to 60% on gender equality. What is the first thing that came to your mind? Maybe are least gender rated because of they are Muslim. Always gender equality, the boundary is religion. It's because there are Muslims. But Syria, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iraq, Iran, Yemen, Somalia, is not because of the, they are Muslim. It's because they are living in unstable countries. There is a security issue first and above all that impact women more because they are more vulnerable. We know that. The more vulnerable for COVID, for war, and in any situation, that's fine. But we need to take into account that a country cannot address gender equality if it's unstable, if it's not developed, because this is not the reason why they don't get to gender, to gender equality. 
So we need to go through global policies, yes, but as a framework that indicates the road. It is a roadmap on how we, we need to look for, the direction we need to look for, but we need to adapt it to each country. And for that, I have established or, or separated in three different chapters. That is women in science, STEAM, science, technology, engineer, and math. What is human violence? What is violence for women at global and national level? And what means gender pay gap? And I will do this because always when we talk about gender equality policies, we talk all of the same. And we establish, they say, we need public policies, we need private engagement for all the same. And it's not the same. Let me see one by one. Esteem. Why women, there are no more women or girls on art science? Why? It's because of motivation. Motivation for women. Public policy could help on that, yes. But if they don't came from their own, it's very difficult. It's not because of higher education. Women are qualified the same as a man. But at time to get to a job, the employers say very clearly that even if they allow 50% of the position for women, they will not be enough candidates. So you see, it's an absolutely choice what's happening with women there. And this is the she responsibility. You know, we started saying the he and she. This is the G responsibility. What happened with she that she doesn't allow herself to be in a position the same as a man? Two reasons. Lack of confidence. Lack of confidence of this area that is changing and adapted and modernized very, very fast. And they don't feel strong enough to be there, even if they are qualified. Second aspect, and this is our studies, it's not just an opinion, it's there are studies that have done this. Men apply to jobs when they meet the 60% of the qualification, while women only when they meet 100% qualification. It's a different mindset, and we need to respect it as well. So we need to be focused in this case, how we will get with gender equality. No, we are going to get with gender diversity. We are going to address this problem through the women, motivating women to feel strong enough. And that will not be resolved in one decade or two. It will take many decades to change their mind and their feel that they could be in a competition with men, in a healthy competition with all the confidence. Then we had violence, violence for women. It's also part of gender equality debate, but had nothing to do. Gender equality, when you have to protect, because it's about protection, it's not about motivation for women, this is about protection from the state mainly, and preventing, and pre mecha prevention, mechanism of prevention. When you have that, you cannot address gender from equality. You have to address it from exclusively from what means public policies and what means that if there is a cultural, endangering a cultural that is preventing to have a peaceful society. In Mexico, for example, they die eight die violent uh, death, women eight per day. Globally, 
38% of women are murdered by their partners. So you see, we don't have a cultural issue, we have a family issue. Third point, only 6% report their violence. So this that's, is a choice because of fear, because of bias, for whatever, but that is a problem only for she. Even if they're violent, even as aggressor, the courage to report, only 6% of the women hold that. So let's focus on the she responsibility. Because if not, we are not going to have the he supporting us if we don't take responsibility of what's happening. Let's go all, all, all again with the list of countries. Gender-based violence, there are top 10 countries. India, Afghanistan, Syria, Somalia, Saudi Arabia. We have Pakistan, Congo, Yemen. We have already said that. This is because of instability. This is a security issue that became a country more violent. And the more vulnerable women, they get the, the, a, a negative a input. But also, you know, who, which country is there? The United States of America. Is one of the top gender-based violence. It's not because of a security issue. It's not because of a, it's unstable. It's a developed country. There is a cultural issue inside that that had not been addressed. And it had been addressed, it had been addressed from an ideological basis, angle. And that is what I say from the very beginning. We need to remove that because that is the root, root causes for preventing to move forward. Because there, there is a lot of resistance about this ideology. Finally, we have the third aspect. We say esteem is about motivation, violence about protection and prevention from the state. A gender pay gap, what is about? For me, this is really about equity. Because when we have that Finland that we say at the very beginning is, is one of the top on gender equality, but also the gender pay gap is, is on 5% less than men. UK is in 8%. So develop uh, security issue. There's no here any excuses as we have with the Muslim countries. It's not even a matter of religion. It's a matter of a culture and it's a matter of political culture that had not been addressed properly. They say that the women need 61 days extra to get the same money as men. And with COVID, the gap is now in 14%. Sorry, sorry for, for going through all that data, but the thing that, that we need to see it, we need, we need to see if not, we, we, are, we are staying on, a, on an activist attitude, the she activist. And we need to be more than she activist. We need to be she analyst. We need to, to be she researcher to know why it's happening and why it's what is exactly what is failing. I have two aspects that I would like to, to highlight uh, because we, we, we mix it. People talk about glass ceiling, boundaries for women, obstacles to get to the labor market. Yes, 60% of the obstacles are because of glass ceiling. But what about the sticky floor? You know what is the sticky floor? This is the 40% globally. The sticky floor is that bias from employers to have a woman because she will get pregnant, because women are unstable, they are not competent to do this. So this is for me more important 
and they would be more biased than from the glass ceiling, because the glass ceiling we could overcome by public policies, but changing the, the, the mindset. And we could do it in one decade or, or two. But if we have still the he, the he doesn't take responsibility and think that there is a bias, that women will not be competent and they will not employ it because there, are, there is a woman, there is nothing we can do. There's not a matter of diversity. This is a matter of absolutely equity. And we need to add to that what means a woman in the labor market. Motherhood is part of a center. And we have a labor market we need that is adapted to a woman. So equity has to be shaped. They have to put the colors for a woman. And if they, the, those who like to see a woman with a pink color, well, we need to, to paint half of the labor market in pink because the, their needs will be different. And we need to take into account that, what means citizens' choice. So to, to, for a conclusion, in general, I like to make this, this, you know, this proud conclusion, say this is what I think and this is the conclusion. Thank you so much for listening to me. But I will not do that today. I will not will, 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 will do that. I will just leave you with a paradox. It's a tricky, tricky way to end my, my presentation. But I, I, will, I will just with a paradox for you to reflect what means equity and what means diversity. So think of three scenarios, three different countries. Mexico is a positive culture in terms of gender equality. In general, the people are very happy to talk, to debate, and to move forward in terms of gender equality. But there are not a good public policies. There are not a good, a strong state that, that support that. And then judge by yourself what you think about uh, Mexico in terms of gender equality. Then we have Afghanistan. There is a negative culture in terms of gender equality. It's not that the people in, in their culture is something natural that came gender equality. But they had the same representation in parliament as the USA for women in parliament. You see the paradox. And the third scenario is Spain. We have an extremely positive culture, euphorical, like a party always when we talk about gender, about gender and, and, and women power. We have a pack of prevention in terms of violence, in terms of promoting, in terms of, of, of protection from the, from the state and public policies, very ambitious. But at the same time, there are women choices. And more and more women are, are choosing to be at home with their child, for example. And they need a labor market adapted to that. So in many cases, we are behind, but in other aspects, we are successful. It depends on how you see it. This is the free scenario that will leave you in a very tricky way to end this presentation. But uh, I am looking forward for, for your comments now and whatever. Thank you so much for your, for your time.